0: we also would love to connect with you on our social media on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Hey, Kingdom Culture, happy Sunday. Welcome to our online experience. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, please share this link, share the broadcast, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel and thank you for tuning in. You know, we still come at you every week and offer you this service for those that are abroad, that are with us in our online community, as well those that don't feel comfortable coming back to in-person experiences yet. We just wanna honor you by bringing this to you each and every week. And Of course, it's a shorter experience. It's not like the live experience, although, the, the theme is similar of what we're talking about. It always is a little bit different, and of course, a lot longer um, in person, and especially with the worship experience as well. And so hopefully one day you can come and visit us if you're in the local area in Ottawa, in uh, especially in Gloucester at our venue at the Scotiabank Theatre. I want to keep in touch with what we've been talking about mo- pretty consistently anyways, and that's around the kingdom of God. And focusing on the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom as we build forward in this season and really rebuild. We're kind of in this continual rebuilding season uh, as we launched back in the end of January after almost two years of being only online. And so we're in this season of of rebuilding, talking about the kingdom, building right, building different in this season. And so, you know, I want to just open this up today, this message today. I believe it's a very prophetic message for us as a house, for you as individuals with this idea that at the core of everything kingdom in our life, at the core of it all is generosity, is this idea of giving to something and opening your life up to receiving something. This is the kingdom. It's like John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. Love caused generosity. He so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And so this is the core of the gospel. This is the core of the kingdom of God, is generosity that is an overflow from love. Who is love? God himself. He is love. And I want to pick it up in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 25, out of the message translation. And all of Mark 4, Mark 4 has always been one of my most favorite practical um, spiritual life experiencing passages if you want to experience god in a real way study mark 4 because there's this amazing journey that he brings us through from like teaching you know helping us understand going deep and then giving the disciples an activation a moment to experience and practice everything that they've learned and so i love all of mark 4. mark 4 is the chapter where the storm happens and they're in the boat and they have this opportunity to cross over and they're struggling. And then Jesus rebukes the wind and the storm and they get across. And it's an amazing chapter. Um, but I love the teaching components and all the things that he's drawing out, all the spiritual truths that he's drawing out through parables in the first part of Mark chapter 4. And in verse 24 to 25, he says this listen carefully to what I'm saying, which is a core um, tenant, I would say, of all relationship with Jesus. Every every relationship out there, if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you want to grow and mature, listen carefully is a great um, command, is a great charge for you to listen carefully. So much of what we miss in life is because we don't listen carefully. He says, listen carefully to what I'm saying and be wary of the shrewd advice that tells you how to get ahead in the world on your own. Kind of interesting because lots of shrewd advice around us all the time. Just go to social media. If you do this, you're going to get ahead. If you look like this, you're going to get ahead. If you say this, you're going to get ahead. If you don't say this, you're going to get ahead and you're going to survive this cancel culture world, you know, like muzzle the ox, muzzle, 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 shut your mouth. Like basically like the world is telling us how we get ahead in life and it's not always good. You know, he says this, giving, not getting is the way. Giving, not getting. Sowing, putting something into the ground. Giving, not getting is the way. Generosity begets generosity. Generosity increases generosity, creates space for more generosity. Generosity reproduces generosity. Stinginess impoverishes. Stinginess, withholding thinking that if I just withhold everything, I'll survive. God doesn't want you to survive. God wants you to thrive. And the way we thrive, if generosity begets generosity, giving, not just getting, giving is the key. Remember, generosity is at the core of the gospel. Generosity was at the core of the greatest revival in history or, let's say, reformation of history found in Acts chapter 2 when the church that we, as we know it, the great Ecclesia was birthed on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter two, generosity was at the core. They shared all things. They loved the poor. They were super generous. They sold their properties, shared their possessions, sold their possessions. A generosity was insane back in the day. And so I want to just encourage us that in this season to believe for big things, but to believe for big things, We have to be able to also believe to give big things, to sow into big things, to plant big seeds, okay? Mark chapter 4 verse 30, let's continue on to 32. Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? How can I describe it? This is a little bit of a parable. What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground, given into the ground, sown into the ground. It is the smallest... Of all seeds for a long time I had some mustard seeds in my Bible that I carried around with me first 32 but it becomes the largest of all garden plants it grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade the smallest most insignificant what feels almost useless can become massive when it's sown anything small can become great when it's sown when it's given when it's sacrificed, so to speak, when it ceases to become the seed so it can turn into something else. And so today I'm talking to you about this season and I'm saying it's a planting seeds season. You are planting seeds because God is calling you to dream big. God is calling you to dream big. I declare to you today that this season is going to look like planting, planting, sowing stepping out in faith because god has called you to believe for some big things in this next season often the greatest discouragement that all of us have is in this chasm or the hallway between one door and the other door one door being the seed and the other door being the harvest and the in between we have the crazy weather We have the fear that the harvest of the crop's not going to come. We have the birds of the air trying to come in and take the seed. You know, we have all kinds of things that happen in the hallway in the middle. That's where we get discouraged. We get discouraged. We get confused when it gets dark. We get confused when it feels like we're no longer in that seed planting season. We're in the waiting season. Why isn't it happening? I've expected, I've prepared the ground. I sowed the seed on good soil. I've even watered the seed. The conditions have been fairly good, yet I'm not seeing the results i'm not seeing the promise i'm not seeing the dream made manifest and so we live in this space we live in this space so much of our spiritual life and you know this is a space that always exists and will exist even in the natural genesis chapter 8 verse 22 while the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer and day and night shall not cease seed takes time to produce, seed takes time to produce. Let me say that again, seed takes time to produce. If we could get a revelation that time is really the most character forming aspect of what I would call our harvest, we would have less attention and less disappointment when the harvest doesn't come because we'd be maximizing the time and the struggle the time where you need to be perseverant, where it makes no sense. We'd be maximizing, say, okay, I know that I'm in this waiting season, the thing hasn't happened yet, that I'm believing for, that I've planted for, that I've sown for, the business hasn't taken off yet, the relationship hasn't taken off yet, or whatever the case may be, but if I could see the value, the most important part of the process is the process, is the time in between seed and harvest, I will win and I will overcome and I'll be victorious and I will stand strong when I wanna give up and I won't quit, I won't give in because I see and have a revelation that this time right now, I'll never get back. And I'm learning, I'm maturing, I'm growing, my character is forming, I'm being made into a new man, a new woman, a better man, a better woman, whatever the case may be. The issue is never with the seed, it's always the time in between. It's always the time in between. And in the time in between, God wants to give us a faith for the dream of our seed. So when we're in that time of waiting, sometimes we plant the seed and we lose faith in the potential and power of that seed because we don't see the manifestation of it. We haven't seen the crop yet. We haven't seen the harvest yet. We haven't seen the promise. And that could be for you, that business that you've been slaving at for the last 10 years, it just hasn't popped. It hasn't worked out yet. Who knows, it could be year 15. It could be year 11. It could be next month from now. That one moment could change everything. But in that moment of time, sometimes it's only about, and all about God restoring a faith into the dream that you uh, you once had in the potential of that seed. And until you get back to that space, to find that faith again, you will not graduate from the time in between. Such an important, such an important truth. Small seeds are the beginning of big dreams, but the struggle is always in between. Everything begins with something as small as a thought, to an idea, to a desire, from the beginning of time to the greatest and most innovative inventions, small seeds and big dreams. These two thoughts that sound quite opposite, opposite, yet couldn't be more closely related to each other. The two are the story of every beginning and every end. Let's go back to our passage, Mark chapter 4, verse 30 to 32. Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. I think the one central truth this parable is attempting to teach is how the kingdom will develop from the smallest of beginnings into something that will be greater than anyone could have ever imagined from the outset. Jesus said that there's this mustard seed, this tiny speck of a seed. It seems so insignificant when it's sown, but eventually it grows into a six to 10 foot plant that has large branches that produce all of this shade. Jesus is dealing with the fact that his followers may feel like this seed is very insignificant. With all that's going on in the Roman empire, here's this little group of people gathered together it may have felt like their seed was so insignificant but yet one day this little group of people would change the world this little seed this little group of people that once planted sown into the ground and once they've laid down their lives for the gospel that the greatest movement greatest reformation the world's ever seen the church as we know it would begin and i think god is trying to teach his people to see that he can use anything. He can use what feels small. He can use those insignificant steps forward that you're taking right now in life to do and create an amazing, amazing realities for your life. I remember I was, uh, I don't even know where I was, but I think I was just, I was praying one day and God spoke to me this kind of what sounded like a riddle. He said this, he said, a seed is not a tree and a tree is not a seed, but it is. A seed is not a tree, and a tree is not a seed, but it is. God says, Show me the seed, and I will show you a tree. And according to scripture, you read it, you've heard that, that scripture over and over again, probably in your life. Uh Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. A dream fulfilled is is a tree of life. When you think of trees, you think of like the end, you think of the end of something, but really a tree growing up that produces many more seeds is also the beginning of many more things. It keeps on multiplying, it keeps on advancing, it keeps on growing. A seed is not a tree and a tree is not a seed, but it is because in the seed is the future tree and in the future tree is many more future seeds. And so even though the seed itself is not a tree, it has, the DNA of a tree on the inside. It has the dream of a tree on the inside. And then the tree itself has many, many more seeds. And you may feel like you're in this season where you're going to be planting little seeds and doing little steps and taking little leaps of faith. Just know this, that in every leap of faith is the DNA of something great. It's something great. It's not just a seed. It's a tree. Something massive is on the inside of it. It may feel like failure. It may feel like insignificant, but with God in the equation, it will become something you could have never imagined. Never imagined. Everyone wants the dream. Everyone wants the dream job, the dream car, the dream house, the dream life. We want the end for the beginning, but the beginnings are always small. The beginnings are always seeds. We can't forget. That for a dream to be fulfilled, the seed has to be planted. It has to cease becoming a seed. It has to turn into what it was destined to become. But for for it to do that, it has to be planted. It has to be sown. The the word says it in Mark chapter 4, verse 30. I mean, it's also common sense. It's agricultural common sense. But it says in verse 31, It is like a mustard seed, which when it's sown, when it's sown on the ground, it's smaller than all the seeds of the earth. But when it's sown, when it's sown, when it's given, it grows up. And I think this, this applies to every area of our life. We want this result. We want to attain to this result in our life. We wanna be the good father, the good mother, the good husband, the good wife, the good leader, the good manager, whatever it is, the business guy, the, that have the good job and to fulfill your purpose in life. Just remember that to get to those places It's gonna take a lot of generosity, a lot of giving, a lot of giving of yourself, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sowing if you're going to reap all those things that you long for. We need to move from good intentions to good actions. A lot of, a lot of us out there have these dreams and these big aspirations, but we're not sowing into it. We're not, we're not investing into it. We want to, we want to, we want to trust God with our finances, but we're not giving and trusting God with our finances. We want to, you know, start the business, but we're not willing to give to the business. Whatever the case may be for you, the relationship that's suffering, but we're not willing to give to the relationship. We can't just have good intentions. We have to have good actions. To have a good intention and not have a good action is to almost mock God. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will reap what you sow. You will always harvest what you plant. Don't expect a harvest if you're not going to plant something. And don't unexpect bad things if you're going to plant bad things. Whatever you sow, you will reap. We need to be intentional with what we plan. The beginnings are such important moments to everything. The starts, the introductions, the orientations, the first steps. Because we we these little small moments eventually create these incredible milestones. Most recognize the milestones we celebrate the great results, the successes, the wins, but we forget the little moments that made those milestones along the way. Every milestone is made up of multiple special and crucial moments. I I look back, and you know, we just relaunched our, um, which was formerly our School of Daniel that was established back in two thousand four officially. And had run for for years, and we just re kind of launched it under a new name, the Supernatural Leadership School, and it's an online platform. Eventually, God willing, there will be in class uh, sessions, but it will be all online, on demand, and we just re-la- uh, relaunched it, SupernaturalLeadership.com. You can check it out. Um, and and I, I look back at the inception of everything that Kingdom Culture is today started as sort of this seed in the ground of wanting to train people in the supernatural, to train people to recognize the voice of God, not only for their own life, but for others and as well in how that applies to the marketplace, their careers, their everyday life. This was the heart. Kingdom culture, you know, didn't have a church until 2012. Kingdom culture was an itinerant organization where I traveled, taught my schools, had schools locally, also internationally, did conferences, did mission work. It was a whole different organization. The church came into play in 2012. And, and, but I look back and I think back to the school It was originally called, back in the day, School of the Prophetic 101. In fact, my website was called, I believe it was, schooloftheprophetic.com in the very beginning. And it's morphed over the years and now School of, or the Supernatural Leadership School. And I think back, though, that that all of this started from a small little seed in the ground. And the things that I've experienced, the thing, the, the TV and the media opportunities over the years that I've got to experience, the world travel that I've got to experience really started from this school. People begin to bring me in because of the school, because of what felt like a small seed in the beginning. I started with something and I planted it into the ground and I began to produce and it's still producing to this day. So don't despise small beginnings. Because I started with 13 people in a house that had been walking with Jesus, actually the majority of them walking with Jesus longer than I'd been even alive at that point. That's when I started training and doing my schools. I didn't have all the stuff. I had a bunch of papers, you know, a little old school mic on my, you know, my shirt with my Toshiba laptop. I remember that weighed like 15 pounds and I just did it. And then we did like a couple outreaches at the end of it. It was a six week course and everything started from that space and it was a small beginning in context to building the second temple after the people were discouraged the temple that they had built their livelihood was in ruins in the old testament the solomon's temple was in ruins was ransacked by by nebuchadnezzar and his cronies Babylon overcame uh, 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 the the, the temple and destroyed everything. In Zechariah 4.10, as they were rebuilding the temple, he charges them by saying, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't be afraid of what feels small right now. Don't be afraid of the seed, that mustard seed that feels insignificant. When it's sown and planted, you will reap a great harvest. That word despise means disrespect or shame. Don't shame small beginnings. Don't disrespect your small right now. Don't disrespect your your little step, your small step, your insignificant or what feels insignificant as a step. Don't shame it. That small things means, in the in the Hebrew, means younger, lesser, little one, least, smallest. Don't disrespect what feels lesser. Maybe you're comparing to somebody else. You're saying it should be at this level when I start it, and it's stopping you from even starting it. Don't compare it just because it feels lesser. Don't despise what feels less because God will use it. Remember, it's often what no one sees that results in what everyone wants. It's what no one sees. No one sees you planting those little seeds. No one sees you making those little steps, but God does. And as you step forward and as you trust God with the process, you will see the results that he's called you to see. I remember somebody told me years ago, someone that had a lot of influence in my life and ministry to this day. Someone said this. He said, you know, if you pray for a thousand people because you believe God wants to heal the sick, and so you pray for a thousand people and no one gets healed, pray for another Pray for another thousand You pray for a thousand people, nobody gets healed. Pray for another thousand. Keep sowing, keep giving. Remember that eventually you're going to see the harvest. Every time you pray, every time you step out, God is hearing you, God is with you, he's watching you. It's only a matter of time before that door breaks I remember even in my own life when it comes to healing and praying for people, there was areas of my life I'd pray for the same thing over and over and over again, and I wouldn't necessarily see it happen. And then one day, it just like broke open, and I started to see it happen over and over again. I remember specifically in the area of praying for those that were deaf, partially deaf, maybe those with hearing aids, and I'd pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. Then one day, all of a sudden, literally everywhere I went for a very long season, I'd say seven out of 10 times when I'd pray for somebody who was partially deaf, deaf, or even had hearing aids, they'd be completely healed. I can't remember how many times how many people would leave their hearing aids literally at the front, walk away, not needing them anymore, like totally healed, totally deaf in ears with like eyewitness accounts, doctor's reports. I mean, crazy miracles of hearing in the ear, even recreation of eardrums, just wild stuff. And I remember it wasn't always like that. I remember in the beginning contending for the deaf to be healed and it not happening. And I remember this statement ringing true. If you pray for a thousand, they're not healed. Pray for another thousand. Because they're little seeds. They're little seeds. Those small beginnings might feel like failure. Might feel like lesser than. Might feel like it's just not working. Don't give in. Don't give up. Watch what God will do. We can't forget to listen. We got to listen carefully. I read this earlier in Mark chapter 4, verse 24. So consider carefully, this is out of a different translation, the things that you're hearing. Listen carefully. That was the word that I read before, but under the out of the message translation, this is out of the voice translation. So consider carefully the things that you're hearing. If you put it to use, you'll be given more to wrestle with, much more. Those who have listened will receive more. And those who don't hear will forget even the little they failed to understand. Listening is so key. If you're going to see the harvest, if you're going to see the dream fulfilled in your life after you plant the seed and you're in that hallway, middle chasm, this confusion, time waiting expectation, it's not happening. The thing you were believing for hasn't happened yet. In that time, listening is key because you don't wanna lose even what you have. Understanding understanding is blindsided. Revelation is blindsided when confusion sets in, when pain, grief aren't processed. When you're in the middle, it's dark. You don't know what's going on. You did the thing you thought you were gonna do. It hasn't happened the way you thought it was gonna happen. You're in the middle and nothing's moving forward. You feel stuck. In that moment, we have the choice to continue to listen or to close off our hearing because we don't want to hear anymore. Because hearing got us in the mess in the first place in our mind. Hearing got us into that place where we sowed that seed, we gave that thing, we sacrificed that car, we gave up that house, we blessed that person. And now look, look what we're left with. We're not seeing the byproduct, we're not seeing the harvest of our sacrifice, of our giving, of our our whatever it is. And we're in that place. In that moment, you have the choice to become hard of hearing, or to continue to listen in and see what God is saying now. How is he going to take you through this? And he says this, listen carefully. Those who have listened will receive more. If you listen in those times, you're going to receive more understanding, more understanding. But those that don't listen will forget even what they failed to understand. It sounds to me like so many believers out there that when they're in a hard season, in a hard, dark time, they forget what they used to know to be true before they were in that time. When everything was good, they were like, yeah, I have a revelation of who God is. He's amazing. He's so kind, and he's never going to let me down. We sing that song, He are never going to let me down. Like, really? And now we're in that space where we feel let down, and we forget all of that revelation that we once had because we're in the middle of it. This is why we need to listen so carefully, especially when it comes to these seasons, especially when we're in the middle. Remember, it's seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time and harvest. We need counsel in these seasons. Part of listening in these seasons is we need counsel. We need counsel, not only from God, but from people. It says in Proverbs 13, 10 to 14, pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. We need advice. We need counsel. It creates wisdom. He goes on to say in verse 11, wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. People who despise advice are asking for trouble. Those who respect a command will succeed. The instruction of the wise is a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it avoid the snares of death. In this, these four verses, we have this this. Famous verse that we all quote so quickly when we're going through a hard time or going through a good time, and that's hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. You're either on one side or the other side. You're in the hope deferred and the sick side, or you're in the, I'm living the dream fulfilled side. We are, we're always in one of those at some level. We're in a deferred place. What are you in? where are you at right now? It doesn't really matter where you're at as long as you continue to listen I will bring you through that process. But around all of this, what surrounds this idea of hope deferred and a dream fulfilled is wise counsel, listening into wise counsel. Small is the new big. This is my prophetic word for you right now. Small is the new big. If you feel like things are small right now, you things that you feel like things aren't working out for you, just change your perspective a little bit. Because it could be that in this season, small is the new big for you. Small is the new big. Maybe you were once big in a certain area. Maybe you felt like you were once advancing. You were once crushing it at a high level, and now things are small again. Let me just say, maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's an even bigger promise on the other side of what feels small right now. Maybe you're in a season where God is pulling you back like an arrow, and he's pulling you back to launch you forward. You've been launched forward once, but now he's going to pull you back even more to launch you even more forward than you've ever been before in Jesus' name growth is always within the grasp of everything that we touch and do so don't let what is your, your current reality don't let what is rob you from what will be it's small right now but my word to you and my encouragement to you is it will grow it's hard but it will be worth it it is impossible but it will be a miracle It is a big commitment, but it will bring great reward. It is overwhelming, but it's where you find your strength in God. it's stressful, but it will teach you how to be successful. It is vulnerable, but it will show you how to break through. It is draining, but it is fulfilling on the other end. It is sacrificial, but it is nothing compared to what Jesus did. It is just a small seed, but it is a big dream waiting to happen. And I want to encourage you to lean into this word in this season. Jesus wanted us to know that the advance of the kingdom of God begins in a small, practically unnoticed way. You know, through this parable, but also through the story of the gospel. Through a baby being born in a stable to a poor woman in an occupied country. That baby grows up to be rejected and despised by the leaders of his own people and crucified like a criminal on a Roman cross. But despite that weak, apparently insignificant beginning, he was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of God. And everything changed. What felt like the most insignificant, smallest of seats, born in a stable, not treated like a king, became the most sheltering tree of all. And that's Jesus Christ. That's who he is and who he wants to be for our life. Jesus talks about this parable, about how the kingdom will grow up and become this amazing sheltering tree and so many will nest in its shade. We are living in the shade and the protection of God because of what Jesus has done through his death And resurrection. Maybe you're watching today and you've never said yes to Jesus. You've never let him into your life. Romans 10 says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. It sounds like foolishness, but he was the seed sown into the ground so you could become the tree you were always destined to be. He was the seed that sacrificed his life so you could find life, so you could have a relationship and be restored back to him in relationship. And if you want to open up your life right now, you're watching, maybe you jumped on this by accident. It's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. All you have to do is say, yes, Jesus, I believe and I receive. I believe you're God. I believe you're the only way, the truth, the life. I receive your forgiveness. I believe that you were raised from the dead to give me new life, new hope, today i want to start a relationship with you and if that's you just encourage you right now i want to i want to encourage you say yes let him in right now it's the best decision you'll ever make in your life let me pray for all of us watching today i just believe that there's a a real overwhelming sense of god's joy for you right now in these steps that you're taking there's small seeds there's small steps maybe it's you're trusting God with your finances for the first time, maybe you're starting a business, maybe you are it's a new job, it's a move, new relationship, maybe you're making some personal changes in your health habits, personal changes in your work habit, habits, your daily habits, your schedule, things are hard, it feels small, you're not seeing the results yet, I would just encourage you, hold on and watch what God does through these small steps. Everything that's guided by God in our life will produce fruit, that's a promise. That is a promise. I want to pray for all of us. Jesus, right now I pray that you would energize us, energize our faith, give us an expectation. God, give us faith and help us to dream again for the seeds that we've sown. There's someone watching, you have have sacrificed so much, you've given so much to so many things in your life with good intention, you were spirit-led, you felt like God was in it, and you haven't seen the result yet and you've become a little hope-deferred, you're wondering, was that a mistake? Should I have done that? Should I have bought that? Should I have given this away? Should I have given this to this person? Should I have blessed this person? Should I have started that business? Or whatever it is for you, I want to encourage you that whatever it is you're facing right now in the middle, because of your grief potentially, God's going to give you an ability to dream again for all of those sacrifices, all of those seeds that were sown, all of those seeds that were given. Remember, generosity begets generosity, but it's in the time that we get the most discouraged. But it's in that time, if we can get a revelation, that in that time actually is the most important part of the journey. The harvest is never the most important part of the journey when it comes to our purpose and the things that we're believing for. It's always the process. It's always the middle. It's what God does in sculpting us to be better humans while we're in the middle. That's the most important part of the process. God wants to give you an ability to dream again. And actually this is speaking to somebody else right now in lots of different areas of your life. You're in grief right now, you're in pain right now, you're wondering, you're not sure how to make it through. I just believe listening is your key in this season because you've stopped listening because of grief, you've stopped listening because of pain, you've stopped listening because of hurt. Like I don't even wanna listen anymore because listening got me into this mess. At least that's what you feel. You did that thing, you believe of that thing, and now you're here and you're stuck and it's dark and you can't see. God's gonna turn the light on in this season, but it's gonna come because you listen, because you turn your ear towards him again like you did in the beginning. Remember, don't despise small beginnings, but also don't despise the process. Don't despise the middle because it's in the middle that God changes everything. God, I pray that you would do something so powerful in this season for us. I pray that in this season, the seeds that are planted, whether financially, whether it's um, things that we're stepping out into the, for the first time, that, God, you would surprise us with what takes place out of it. That Even by the fall, God, that we would see such incredible movement in some of the areas that we've taken small steps in in this season in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I just know God's going to do amazing things. I really feel this is a word for so many people right now. Kingdom Culture, love you. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you, and we will see you next week.